When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So on Grassroots Marketing, we do have the occasional chance to talk to fellow podcasters out there in the space that might not be on Cannabis Radio. Because, of course, there's other ones that are not on Cannabis Radio, but that's why we like to do interviews like this. So we're speaking with the folks at the Cannabruz Media. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-R-U-H-Z. They're more just a media platform. They're, they have the seeds of financial wisdom planted within the thriving landscape of the cannabis industry. The mission is to empower individuals with the knowledge and tools they need to navigate the intricate financial terrain of cannabis, while all while championing the progress of the community and its underrepresented minorities. So I'm here with one of the hosts of the Cannabras podcast, Gerald Duncan. Thanks for being on with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Brosco. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, I am uh, Gerald, one of the uh, co-creators and co-hosts of the Cannabras podcast. And uh, yeah, we're just excited. We appreciate you having us on. That's wonderful. It's a lot that you're going to get working on right now and and various areas you're talking about right now specifically, which is really great. The fact is that you are, you know, really it's about the culture. It's about yep. the financial portion. So, I mean, would it be safe to say that quite a bit of what you're doing right now is, um, first of all, there's an area where uh, the industry, there's a lot of talk within various new markets for, you know, medical or adult use. Yep. Social equity is a term that is spread across all across the way. In my own opinion, when we hear social equity, we hear about for those that are disenfranchised, underrepresented in, you know, in society and having mm -hmm. a chance to have the cannabis industry allow employment, allow chances for entrepreneurship, allow chances for, you know, people to be part of something very important, a big movement. Mm -hmm. And, for me, it's always about, well, if we're going to talk about social equity, sure, it's great to have those people that are disenfranchised, underrepresented, getting a chance to partake. But then what about those that were also that have a passion for the industry before there was a legal industry? The right. legacy operators. That's one of those things where I've gotten the chance to talk to a number of people, whether it's advocacy organizations or those legacy operators themselves that are thriving in the space. Is that some of the area that you cover quite a bit is that kind of the idea when you talk about what the yeah. intention for the show is yeah 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 most definitely i think um it's sometimes when you know you just have a call in to uh be the voice for people who don't have uh, a large voice in a certain er area or environment um then you know you step up you know um and so my partner Corey and i that's what we did you know we n having some skin in the game as far as the financial services dating back to you know, a brick and mortar office back in 2015 in the mid cities in North Texas. Uh, wow. uh, we started there and then we transitioned into cannabis at the start of 2020. And uh, since then it's, it's been about uh, really making sure that uh, we can serve that, that industry. So there's, you know, of course it used to say be 4% um, of cannabis business owners were actually, uh, you know, um, of African-American descent. Um, but now that number has gone down to two because the truth of the matter is for all uh, cannabis business owners, there's a large uphill battle when it comes to 
uh, staying compliant, uh, meeting the need, the requirements of the regulations in your state, because we're still we still don't have a federal program, uh, meaning uh, a lot of times in the cannabis industry, we say, hey, there's no real cannabis industry because there, there, it's just a bunch of states, you know, that have their own legislation, the legislature and everything like that. And then they have to try to work together instead of one big federal program. And that's another uh, downside of um, uh, the prohibition. But well, let me ask you one thing, because I want to unpack one thing that you mentioned. mentioned of. Yeah. The fact that you're originally in Texas. Yeah. Which is not a cannabis market. No, medical it's not. <laughs> or adult use. Yeah. I mean, what was it that the fact that you were on the outside looking in that prompted the show in the first place and said, OK, we're going to be in the industry in some way, shape or form. But even though we can't even, you know, actually run a business or even, you know, sell product here yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, I mean, uh, so our clients, our first clients were not even in the state of Texas. We still oh. reside in the state of Texas. But um, just due to the the system and the training that we have on the financial service end, uh, when it comes to bookkeeping, accounting, taxation, the whole nine gotcha. to overcome, um, you know, IRC 280E. Uh, yeah. in legal ways that actually help keep these businesses compliant. We can do that from Texas and we have a great system and a great team that allows us to serve people uh, in different states. So we started in other states and then we worked wow. it back home. Right. But then at the same time um, that we had that going in 2021, we got started with the Canterbras podcast because it's not just enough to take you know, a lot of uh, financial service providers want to take from the industry. They already have low capital and then you come in and you have high rates, but you're not offering anything back. The Canterbras podcast was not only a way to have representation for those that are disproportionately affected uh, by the war on drugs, but also to be able to help, um, you know, educate all of the cannabis industry. Right. Because that that was needed. So we on our po podcast, we do a lot of we give a lot of nuggets. Uh, we got three different segments that are great. If you, you know, tune into the Canterbras podcast, you'll see Word on the Street, where we actually uh, cover like news and updates. Like, for example, um, you know, uh, uh, who somebody just legalized uh, Ohio. Ohio just right. legalized. Um, and that was uh, last week. We, co we covered that on the show. Um, but we do news and updates, things like that. that really help people have an understanding of what's going on in the, the cannabis culture there. And then we also do a segment called Put You on Game, where we like to take that educational piece and drop those real gems along with some of our friends in the industry, uh, guests that we have on the show as well. And then we do a last segment called Plug Talk, where we actually help to promote those brands that, you know, are you know, don't have the largest, you know, advertisement budget um, to go get <laughs> to go get Snoop Dogg to come in and and say, hey, you know, buy this product. So uh, we're another outlet uh, for that grassroots uh, movement. And we want to make sure that we can we can represent properly. Now, in your own background, you do as you mentioned specifically you work in bookkeeping, financial mm -hmm. services. So you understand yeah. taxes, you understand accounting, entrepreneurship. One of the areas that I'm sure you brought up in the news that it's going to be sometime in 2024, the Biden administration has already made an authorization to the DEA to look at the scheduling cannabis yep. from schedule one to schedule three. We know that the implications are going to help to remove the onus of the IRS 280E, the, mm -hmm. the, that, that code that's always been put in place that cannabis companies have always had been subjected to. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to a, an attorney before, and I want to also just ask the same question to you. 
Yeah. That we know that there's going to be a certain amount of revenue, about 10, 12, 15% of revenue that's going to go back to these companies. You know, we could talk about, are they going to reinvest? Are they going to hold on to it as a war chest? And one of the things that was brought up by this attorney, she mentioned the fact of, well, you know, what could also happen is not just our companies are going to try to go ahead and try to recoup what they had to go ahead and lose because of 280E in the current cycle. But what about past years? Are they going to try to go ahead and recoup from those years? Mm. Is there going to be a case, do you think, Gerald, that we're going to see that also come across where the precedent is going to be put in place? Why do we get charged and taxed for all these years? Why can't we get that money back? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, to keep it as short as possible, you know, I, I don't believe that they're going to go backwards and try to, you know, give that money back that was taken by 280E. Let's be real. That money's already spent, you know, um, <laughs> and that's just the truth. You know, uh, reallocation doesn't take that long to happen. So when they know that they're getting uh, tax dollars, you know, unjustly, to be honest, uh, but they know they're getting those tax dollars. Uh, they're not holding them for the day when the law finally changes. So I think we shouldn't even look back to see what we could recoup. Now, I, I know a lot of people that have that same mindset. Hey, you know, can I I've been in business for seven years. Can I at least get the last six years uh, of uh, of business back? Look, the, the uh, fund business funds back. But the truth of the matter is, hey, that is gone. It's a win for the now and it's a win for the future for cannabis business owners to not have to deal with 280E. You know, it's a big issue. Uh, we try to educate as much as possible on what ha happens to that considerable taxable income um, and what that looks like for a cannabis business owner uh, versus someone who's selling, you know, ice cream, you know, uh, down the street. Uh, so the amount of uh, taxes that have been uh, taken you know, uh, robbed in broad daylight uh, from the cannabis industry is unfortunate, um, but it'll be a good change. It'll be a good change. Which will eventually happen. I mean, that looks like what eventually. it's going to be, but it's like the thing is, um, yeah, you expect to go ahead and get money back from the same government that, you know, they can't even take care of their own books. Yeah. And they're $30 trillion in debt. I'm sorry. You know, you know how difficult it is right now to uh, deal with the IRS. We have clients that are still dealing with the IRS right now who, uh, have issues from two years back because the IRS still uh, that was at a time where they were doing things that were out, you know, you know, you know, out of out of order, basically, because they were understaffed, you know, and didn't have the necessary support to service the American people. So <laughs> it just got come on that this is not a, a government agency uh, or government. Many government agencies aren't going to look to, you know, try to provide cannabis reparations. It's not happening. No, no, I don't expect it. Now, the other part is, going back to what you were saying before, you know, when it comes to some of the people that are getting chances to get licenses, they might mm -hmm. not be MSOs. They might not be small business owners that have quite a bit of capital at their disposal or mm -hmm. have gotten a lot of seed funding or, you know, venture capital on their side. Mm -hmm. But it's that some of those that are getting licenses, they don't have a business sense. They might be able to get, you know, get the operations up and going, but they can't sustain they can't yeah. make the revenue that's necessary because we can also see if we look at 
various companies that are out there and say, okay, well, who's going to make it through and survive? Because for me, I'm looking right now and I'm saying, I, you know, I can find some of those people that are in DC on the I-71 quarter right there. They're able to mm-hmm. go ahead and continue to operate and they can sustain and they can make $60 million a year in revenue in total. And others mm-hmm. are going to be in New York or wherever, but you know, this is where I keep going back to the fact that, you know, something about legacy operators, they yeah. know how to do business, even in yep. a legal environment. So if you want to get them the platform to go ahead and work their way back in to become legalized and, you know, get them educated, you know, get them so they can be certified in some way, shape or form that they're going to come to the space and they're going to be able to go ahead and operate. And they're going to operate a business that's going to do for the community, that's going to do well, that's going to thrive, it's going to prosper. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be responsible for their base because they want customers to come in and get good product. And mm-hmm. they're not coming in for, they're going to be their community for a long time, for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we I wish I had my shirt, one of our, uh, some of our merch on right now. I don't have it right now on me, but they can, you know, it's definitely for sale at makementalitymerch.com. We always say uh, we have a line called decriminalization before legalization uh, because uh, that we, we, it is now we not, we won't be able to go back in time to get that, those tax dollars. Right. But uh, we can go back in time. And we believe that lawmakers uh, should uh, enforce the idea of going back in time to expunge those criminal records and working on getting the people that are currently in jail for nonviolent offenses out of jail. If you're going to move forward with, you know, legalization at state or federal level, it's just something that, you know, we really believe is decriminalization before uh, legalization uh, because you can't uh, have someone who a month ago um, started a 10 year bid for something that this week is a fine. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of those issues, but you bring up, you, you also brought up the fact that, you know, sustainability is a big issue in the cannabis industry. And we talk about that so often, uh, on our show and just in general, whenever we get a chance and that's what our, um, our, our seed to success method is about. Um, we have, uh, a method. So what we do is we utilize, um, the partnership that we have with, uh, a, um, a funding source, a great funding source to get unsecured, uh, to get unsecured capital for businesses in these high risk industries such as cannabis. So uh, that's a, r- a real thing that we do. But we don't just get them capital as helpful as that may be. Uh, it's a great process and everything. You can go to s2smethod.com to get started. But what we actually uh, do is we pair that with a business plan questionnaire to help you bit. Be- build your business up. We pair that with the uh, the tax services and the bookkeeping and accounting services right there so that you can actually be sustainable in a market where it's, it's, it's a gray regulatory market. It's always going to be some ebbs and flows and we're hoping something changes the next year and the next election cycle. Um, well, if it doesn't, then what? So we help businesses with our uh, seed to success method uh, to be able to not just acquire capital that's much needed for their growth and development, but also to help them manage that truly. So that if you are coming over from the legacy market, for example, then you actually have the guidance. You have the, the structure that's necessary around it. You already know how to run a business. You know uh, a hell of a lot about uh, customer service. So you're great on that front. And you know how about customer retention. 
and you you understand uh you know laws and regulations why because they're street laws and regulations so all of that you're good with but you still need some help with things like you know uh bookkeeping uh strategies tax strategies uh how all that plays uh, uh plays plays together and no matter if the law changes whether they get rid of 280e or not this is a method that we believe uh we know uh, it's going to be b very beneficial for cannabis business owners. So, yep. yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap things up real quick. Yeah. The Cannabras podcast, by the way, so it's youtube.com at the Cannabras, C-A-N-N-A-B-R-U-H-Z. And right. also there's a couple of other sites I wanted you to go ahead and make mention of uh, when it comes to services for those that want to go ahead and work with you that are outside of the podcast. You know, obviously a lot of expertise you provide on the show. Which mm -hmm. is a prompt to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you should work with us. Go ahead and let yeah. know how they can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Harvest AF Financial Consulting, we can be found at harvestaf.net. So Harvest, H-A-R-V-E-S-T, A as in alpha, F as in foxtrot, dot net. And you can go there and we, we you know, send us a message. We'd be happy uh, to, to help you out. Uh, we do, uh, you know, strategy sessions to actually get a, a full idea of what we're getting at with you. And those are free, free 30 to 45 minute strategy sessions where we you can we can help you break down the business and get an understanding of what it is that you really need. Uh, and then we can help go ahead and get started. We can definitely help you out. Fantastic. Again, I really appreciate you going to bring on with me. Uh, Gerald Duncan, who's one of the hosts of the Cannabras podcast and also Cannabras Media. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there a particular website for, uh, besides the YouTube channel, is there one website that has everything on or is it just going to Harvest AF? Yeah, you can actually check out uh, anything Cannabras related at thecannabras.com. Uh, so uh, T-H-E-C-A-N-N-A-B-R-U-H-Z.com. And so you can check out our past episodes. Um, we have a, a short blog on there as well. And then you also be able to uh, get to our merch, our, our make mentality merch dot uh, com. You'll see the the, the link at the dot com as well. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, if you guys are looking for an additional show uh, that you can put on while you're driving the kids to work to, to school or heading to work or uh, or simply, uh, you know, trimming some bud. You definitely can head on over and check us out at the Canterbrus podcast. We're available on all audio platforms and also the visual element on YouTube. So yeah, you can check us out there or go, go straight to the Canterbrus.com. Be happy to have you. Awesome. Thank you, Jarrell. Really appreciate you taking time out and have a rest of your day. And thanks again for being all this. All right. Thank you. And uh, y'all have a hot time. <laughs>